Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Senior Care Live. Today, guess what? We're recognizing and celebrating the 250th episode of the program. How about that? As always, thank you so much for being here today. And as you know, we discuss many important subjects on the program, and today is no exception. We have a very important topic that we're going to get into here just very shortly. So if you're listening to the radio, you may be streaming us online or listening to a podcast after the fact. Again, thanks so much for being here today and tuning in and helping us to recognize and celebrate our 250th episode. I am really stoked uh, about the, about this one, folks. I'm I'm just really proud. My buttons are bursting a little bit here. Uh, so anyway, if, if you need help with placement services from my firm, Senior Care Consulting, or if you want to learn more about the services provided by one of our very knowledgeable guests, Reach out on our toll-free number. Give us a call at any time, literally 24 hours a day, 1-800-331-6445. Again, 1-800-331-6445. You can also visit us online at Senior Care Live, L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com. All right, without any delay, would love to introduce to you my friend, special guest, returning guest, and she was a longtime partner on the program, Judy Wechter. She's a registered nurse and clinical liaison with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And Judy, I can't think of anyone I would love to uh, celebrate 250 uh, more than you. Thanks for being here today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I can't think of anybody else that would rather be here more than I am. <laughs> How about that? So uh, for our longtime listeners, you already know Judy. Judy uh, uh, was with uh, another uh, hospice uh, group, Crossroads Hospice, mm-hmm. for, I mean, and, and on the program uh, uh, for a long, long, long time. And, and then Judy made a change. She's with uh, Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care now. And, and, and Judy, tell us a little bit about uh, uh, Casey Hospice. I, I, I think I think everyone has heard uh, of Kansas City Hospice, or maybe abbreviates at Casey Hospice. Uh, tell us a little bit about Kansas City Hospice. I think we're probably um, pretty well recognized around the Kansas City area. It's the oldest hospice in Kansas City. We were the original hospice in Kansas City. Uh-huh. And we have the broadest uh, realm, if you will, of programs. Everything from advanced illness support for those who are dealing with a chronic condition that evolves over time. 
Uh, we have palliative care with a home health care license, so we can provide all disciplines uh, mm-hmm. in that entity in the home. We have our hospice program, which can provide in-the-home hospice or in-house, the hospice house level of care. So we have both the freestanding Kansas City Hospice House out at 120th and Warnell. We also have the North Care Hospice House inside North Kansas City Hospital. Okay. We do pediatric hospice. We actually do perinatal hospice. Wow. Um, someone experiencing a pregnancy um, with an infant who is expected to have life-limiting conditions, we can start seeing them um, during the pregnancy and see them all the way through. Wow. So that's... I didn't know you did that. So that's, yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's heavy duty stuff. God bless, uh, yeah. you guys for, for doing that. That takes very special people, uh, to help, uh, individuals going through some of the toughest times of their lives. So, especially in that situation, wow, that's, that's rough. So, um, and, and the, the hospice house, everybody's heard of the hospice house. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I have heard nothing but absolutely a hundred percent positive, very positive comments, uh, and, and just glowing r- reports of they were so wonderful. They could not have been better. Uh, they made that, that whole experience, uh, I mean, as, as good as it can get, but just as comfortable and, and just respectful with dignity. And it was, it was actually, uh, it's one of the worst times of our, in our lives, but it was also a, a beautiful experience. If, if, if you can believe that or not, and, and it's all because of everyone there at the hospice house. So thanks yeah. for, thanks for what you do. It's, it's, a, it's amazing. It's a great, it's a great place to be. Um, I know I, I smile when I say that and people probably think, oh, it's kind of weird, but yeah, yeah. you know, when you, when you go there, it's because your situation is really, um, you're in a really rough situation, yeah. a really bad spot. And as soon as you get in there, you just, you just feel safe. They take care of things. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. If you want to learn more about a fantastic organization, if you want to find out if if you're qualified for some of their programs, uh, definitely reach out to KC Hospice, 816-363-2600, 816-363-2600. You can also visit online. It's a great website, kchospice.org kchospice.org and what's your uh, what's your uh, your territory here in the Kansas City It's the Kansas City metropolitan area okay, so so both sides Kansas and Missouri Kansas and, and Missouri mm-hmm. so we're going to um, head out east um, boy, I should have all of these memorized, but we've expanded recently more yeah. into the Miami and Douglas County areas uh-huh. okay. on the Kansas side. So Kansas has grown. Um, Missouri, we're going to go east, um, not quite to Warrensburg, but almost. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so what everyone would consider the, the, the KC metro the area. Greater KC yeah, metro. Kind of extended yeah. or expanded mm-hmm. there a little bit. So, yes. all right. Excellent. KCHospice.org, KCHospice.org or 816. Six, excuse me, 816-363-2600, 816-363-2600. And so, Judy, on to the topic of the day. This is a, this is a huge one. It's important. You and I have talked about this before mm-hmm. on previous episodes. We've done continuing education uh, classes on this. Uh, National Healthcare Decision Month. Now, I know the day you, you always, uh, what's your, you said it's like the day after you pay your taxes and maybe swear a couple of words. That's right. <laughs> then you move on to the next day, which is really they, important. They actually <laughs> picked the um, April 16th date because of the quote from Benjamin Franklin that the only two certainties in life 
were death and taxes. Are you serious? Yeah. That was really smart on someone's part. It was. Yeah. Nathan, the founder. So put yeah. a copy of your, your um, durable power of attorney for health care in with your tax return, and it guarantees that at least once a year you'll lay eyes on it. And if that's it a, needs really, updated or something, take care of it. That's a good idea. I know. I'm full of good ideas. See, see how you are? I am. <laughs> Walking post-it now. You are truly, I, I've said this before, a walking encyclopedia of knowledge about uh, like all kinds of stuff, all kinds of good stuff. Wealth, wealth of useless information might be another way to describe it. <laughs> Goes both ways. Yeah. So, uh, so obviously, we're a few days after the National Healthcare Decision Day, which was the sixteenth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but uh, most organizations, uh, I mean, it's there's kind of a pinpoint on the sixteenth, and that's a. I didn't realize that was very intentional. That, that was. I mean, it's a fantastic idea. But most organizations actually try to recognize that and have events raising awareness throughout the whole month. So, yes. so again. April is National Healthcare Decisions Day, and and so what what is what does that mean actually? What exactly does that mean? This is an opportunity for a collaborative effort of, of national, state, and community organizations to put an emphasis out there for the community to not only talk about what their advanced health care decisions need want to be, need to be, but also to get them documented and get the, the appropriate forms in place. We live in a society now where health care has changed dramatically. We used to be very, very clear on when someone was alive and when someone was dead, and it actually has gotten kind of gray. I actually heard triple dead recently. Oh, my. Yeah, I've heard dead and I've heard dead dead. But this one was described as dead, dead, dead. And mm. I, I'm not exactly sure what the triple dead was, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's, it's not a good thing to have it in the same sentence with your name. Yeah. But we have been able to treat people with illnesses and chronic conditions and traumatic events and sustain a living status, if you will. But we still need to know what you want and what to do with you afterwards. Because as we found out back in the early um, 90s, late 80s, when these events started happening with the advances in trauma medicine and disease advancement, people started ending up in situations where their families were at each other's um, necks, throats, if you will, about what should or should not happen, what decisions should or should not be made. So you had spouses and parents and, and adult children all arguing over who should get to make decisions and whether or not artificial means should be continued to sustain, quote, life, or whether or not they should be withdrawn and allow a natural death. And we, as a community, as as healthcare consumers, responded back and said, you know, holy cow, if this was me, my family, the last thing I would want would be Good Morning America or Nightline talking about this and deciding my fate and my outcome and airing all of my family's dirty laundry. And quite frankly, I should get to decide choice what happens and if i can't speak for myself for whatever reason then i want to make sure that i get to choose whoever is my spokesperson so we put out an um, legislation and it was passed it's called the patient self-determination act we we asked for it and we got it 
Awesome. Judy Wechter, registered nurse and clinical liaison with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And we're going to unpack that. Judy just just laid a whole bunch of really, really good information. And so we're going to drill down on that and give you a lot of uh, a lot of additional information around the topic of the day, National Healthcare Decision Month. But first, the Senior Care Live question of the week. A power of attorney document is still in force even after the death of the person granting power of attorney. Is this statement true or false? The answer right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to a special episode, the 250th episode of Senior Care Live, right here on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, feel free to call our toll-free number at any time, literally 24 hours a day if you'd like. That's 1-800-331-6445. Again, 1-800-331-6445. Don't forget you can stream this program to any electronic device. It's so easy. Go to SeniorCareLive.com, click on the Listen Live button, or you could also just click on the giant microphone right there on the home page. Give it a few seconds to connect, and then boom, you are in. It'll stream to your your phone, your tablet, your computer, your PC, whatever you have, and it really is that simple. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. A power of attorney for finance, that document, the power of attorney for finance document, is still in force even after the death of the person granting the power of attorney for finance. Is that statement true or false? And the answer is false. It is false. I have met a lot of people uh, over the years, and they're like, well, when dad passes away, I've got this power of attorney document. I can all just go in and take care of things financially. I'm like, no, you won't. <laughs> not, not so fast. Uh, the power of attorney for finance is in full effect. When the person is living, mm-hmm. you are a spokes, you can make decisions, you can transact financial transactions, et cetera. But when that person dies for finance, then, then you move on to, a trust, which would, uh, which would say, which would dictate how assets flow or a will that would also have to go to probate and could be challenged actually. So, uh, so your POA document and authority for finance really expires when the person expires. That's the easiest way that I think there is to, to think of it. But that's not totally true for healthcare, Judy. Is that correct? Well, and, and people do need to recognize that a DPOA for finances is totally separate than a DPOA for healthcare. But a durable power of attorney for health care does have the authority to authorize things such as autopsy or organ donation. Okay. Mm-hmm. See, and I, I wasn't 
totally clear. That makes sense, though. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I, I thought they all expired when the person expired, but there are a couple of exceptions for uh, for healthcare. So, all right, Judy Wechter, registered nurse and clinical liaison for Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. If you have a question for Judy, or if you want to reach out to uh, to Casey Hospice, it's a fantastic organization. Eight one six three six three twenty six hundred. 816-363-2600, or you could also check them out online, kchospice.org, kchospice.org. And Judy, again, thanks for being here on number 250. God willing, we'll have another 250 down the road, but today we're recognizing and discussing National Healthcare Decisions Month. It's a big deal. Um, not just the 250 episode, but yeah. the National well, Healthcare it's a big deal too. <laughs> National Healthcare Decision <laughs> Day. I, I I sound like such a geek on this, but I it's one of my favorite uh, topics to talk about, yeah. and I, I think that's because it it gives people control in situations that they feel so out of control. Mm-hmm. If we wait until the crisis has happened, it's way too late to hit the brakes or steer in another direction that that had to happen before you you made that impact but Mm -hmm. the advanced care planning is is a chance to learn about treatment options for whatever health issues you are dealing with think about your values talk to other people about your decisions and then get it documented and one of the things i really want to emphasize is that this advanced care planning it's not just the right thing to do, but it is for all adults. This is not something that you wait until you're elderly or have a terminal illness or a chronic or serious condition. If you are 18 years of age, you are an adult, and you need a durable power of attorney for health care. We are required as a healthcare industry to promote and to educate on advanced directives, durable power of attorney for health care. And we're also responsible to follow whatever someone's advanced directive is. But currently, only about 30, 35% of the adult over 18 population has actually executed these documents. But if you, you think about things, all right, you're the owner of four teenage kids. Yeah. They start going off to college, and um, we won't even think about what's like to have four teenage kids at college. Anyway. Uh, you might find me in a fetal <laughs> position in the corner, yeah. so we can't go totally there. But. We, we We won't get in the weeds too much on that one. But when you think about the kids being away at school, whether it is somebody having an illness, somebody being in an accident, if you don't have this form, even the simple things like you being able to have medical records to ensure that their immunizations are up to date can't be released and electronically submitted because without that form, you have no access to those records or authority to be involved in their health care. All right, so can I confess? Our yeah. daughter, our daughter just turned eighteen, mm-hmm. and and it's on. It's like right at the top of my. We need to do this list. She is going to college this fall, so she'll be out of our um, you know, home, and 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 she's only going to be forty five minutes away. Rock chalk Jayhawks, but <laughs> right, music therapy is going to be awesome. But uh, but but the bottom line is, this all came to light very quickly because as I was doing our taxes, uh, I I went to the to the. Uh, uh, the the pharmacist and I they give me printouts of you know, everything that we spent. Oh, sorry, you can't pick up Mallory. She's eighteen, and I'm like, oh man, uh-huh. I I picked it up for the last seventeen years. Now I can't pick it up anymore, and so that mm-hmm. just slapped me upside the face. I'm like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. We need to get that POA, and we need to get that like right away. 
Welcome to Parenting Adults. See, and I'm, I'm not used to that. <laughs> I brought you a book, and I brought JP a book. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll get everybody on these. I actually, um, when my family hosts different holidays and things, I keep a stash of these there just to make sure that people get them. Because yeah. I have been the durable power of attorney before for uh, my parents, and there are a lot of issues that come up. And one of the things that people don't understand is when, when we talk about planning ahead for this, it's situations like what you're describing with picking up records to do your yeah. taxes. And it's, they shut me down. They, they're like, you, you, you don't, you cannot touch that right. anymore. It's and a she, legal requirement. And, and again, we asked for this. Yeah, we, right. we asked for all of these restrictions and privacies uh-huh. and, and things, but we never know when. We're going to be in a situation where we might not be able to speak for ourselves, whether that's a a sudden illness or an accident. But we have events that happen where we may go in and out of that. For example, with my parents, there were times when they were so sick that even though they were capable of doing it, they just felt too cruddy to sit and deal with the admissions paperwork oh boy, or yeah. the consent. So it was, you know what we're going to do? You go ahead and sign them. And a few days later, when things turned around, they stepped back in and took over again. Yeah. So you can kind of float in and float out. Yes, you have, the, but you have the ability to do that if you've got the form, only if you've, if you've got the power. And if you don't, uh, I, I don't care if you're the, the mother of an 18-year-old uh, and a nurse needing to make medical decisions. You cannot do that, which is really frustrating. Very quick story. A good friend of mine, his daughter was in Notre Dame. Long story short, uh, um, she she fell and hit her head on a curb there. She was hospitalized. And because they had power of attorney documents here in Kansas City, they could make all kinds of decisions, literally over the phone on the way there to be with her in person. She, everything turned out okay, but they were pretty impressed that they had their bases covered mm-hmm. there. And so Hugely that's important. That's how important this is. We're talking with Judy Wechter, registered nurse. Clinical Liaison with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, the subject of today, National Healthcare Decisions Month. Oh, and also, we're celebrating 250th episode of Senior Care Live. We'll have a whole lot more right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to a special episode, the 250th episode of Senior Care Live, right here on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on the program and how we can help you and your family, call our toll-free number at any time. That's one 800 331-6445. Again, 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, if you miss an episode of Senior Care Live, maybe you want to share the program with a friend. I'm sure you're going to want to share this with some folks who uh, need to get their uh, these documents in order. Maybe you want to go back and listen to it again. No worries at all. Just go back to SeniorCareLive.com, click on the podcast tab, and there you'll find all of the previously aired episodes. 
Feel free to do that. I'm sure we're going to have a whole bunch uh, of folks going back and listen to this again uh, with my special guest, Judy Wechter. She's a registered nurse and the clinical liaison with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And, uh, Judy, I, this is just so important. Uh, uh, I, I just, I just can't think of anyone else I'd rather have in here for, for the two purposes. Number, no, number one, to celebrate the 250th episode. Yeah. Pretty stoked about that. And, and then number two, uh, to talk about this really important, this, uh, this, uh, uh, topic of National Healthcare Decisions Month. Well, thank you. I, again, I'm, I'm thrilled to be back. I love doing this. So it's a great opportunity to share something that I really, I really am passionate about. And I, I hope people do recognize that even if they don't want to do this, it's a great gift to do for their family members. In fact, the studies show that over 60% of the people who were surveyed say that making sure that their family won't be burdened by any tough decisions was extremely important to them. So when we plan ahead like this, you're providing not only that guide, but that peace of mind for, for your family members. And it's a great place to, to get started thinking about it. That way you can start learning about some of the other treatments that are going on, reflect upon your own values. If you already know some decisions you want to make about what you will or won't do, then you're ready to start talking to other people. So here's the disconnect, and this is exactly why we're doing this program. 60% say that they want to make sure their family is not burdened by these tough decisions. Uh, it's a very, very important to them, but only 36% of people have an advanced directive. So we need to bridge that gap, and that's exactly why we're talking about this today. Well, it's even worse if you look at us baby boomers. We are awful on this over, what is it, 64, 65% of baby boomers have not bothered to do an advanced directive. Yep, and that's why we're talking about it today. And if you think about something that you said earlier, you said, I don't want my situation on the nightly news tonight. Well, think of Terry Schiavo. Right. It's the first thing I think of. Mm -hmm. I mean, her, it was a horrible situation. She was in a vegetative state. Uh, Her parents said, no, keep her alive. We think there's still a chance. Her husband said, she told me she never wanted to do this. We need to let her go. And, uh, and it, it went off. Didn't it go to the Supreme Court? I mean, I remember the president of the United States talking about this. Yeah. You know, there's just an awful lot of touchy feelings about all of these things and and they're like a a big ball of fish hooks you can't just pick up one without getting caught up in all the others because we have such strong personal feelings and convictions and religious feelings and cultural values and fears and and even to this day i still hear people talk about these stories that they heard whether it's on the national Enquirer or whether it was on a legitimate news show that there was some you know, miracle that happened and, and they want to hold out for that. These are very personal things. And yeah. we, we have to remember that we take care of people in the healthcare industry where they are. You get to decide what you will and won't do, how you want things to play out. And we really do look at what you want and meet you where you're at. We don't insist that you do anything to be eligible for health care. We take care of you the way you show up. Yeah. Absolutely. So how do you get started uh, on on this um, on this journey? Well, one of the biggest things is once you start finding out about uh, other life sustaining treatments or things like that, that's where this usually this talk usually goes is looking at things like tube feedings, ventilators, those kind of things. And 
one of the easiest ways for me to describe it is with my own parents. As DPOA for both my parents, my father had heart and lung disease. My mom was a collector of cancers. In my dad's case, over the last seven years of his life, he had multiple hospitalizations, infections, some um, very extensive surgeries, and he actually did well enough for a period of time to be back on room air at least part of the time and to have some elective things like a hip replacement. Fast forward five years into his disease process, and we were no longer at a place where the ventilator would have been appropriate because he would not have been able to be weaned off. Uh. We never had a clause in his durable power of attorney form that said exclusions about the ventilator. It was handled as a discussion between him and I. Hmm. We knew what we needed to do, and we were always willing to try things when we had a reasonable expectation that they would be successful and that he would come out of it in a place where his quality of life would be acceptable to him. So... We don't want everyone to think that you have to have this very extensive living will that addresses every conceivable medical crisis you might encounter. What we want you to do is appoint someone to be your surrogate decision maker in the event you can't speak for yourself. And we want you to talk with them and your family members so that if you're in a situation where your health needs need to be answered and decisions made by someone else, they have an idea of what you want. We have probably three categories for people. We have those that say, I don't care what's wrong with me, fix me. And yep. in fact, if I if I die, I've got a deep freeze out in the garage, put me in there and thaw <laughs> me out in case they ever, you know, find a cure for this. Right, Cry- cryogenically preserved. That's right. Yep. <laughs> and then we've got the folks who say, I don't want to know what's wrong, I don't go to the doctor, I don't get flu shots, I'm not going to, so... You know, when I feel sick, I'm just going to go to Canada and go fishing and the bears can eat me. Yeah, yeah. But most of us are in between. Yeah, yeah. We say, okay, let's see what's wrong. Let's do some tests and then let me find out what my options are and then I'll make a decision based on that. And what we might do in the early stages of our disease might not fit appropriately at the later stages or later ages. For example, chemo. It may be very appropriate in the early stages But once we reach a point where it has uh, metastasized spread and there's such significant disease progression or resistance to the chemo or it's causing more harm than it is benefit, Mm -hmm. it can be more appropriate to stop what people see as the treatment to manage their disease. And at some point, you have to look at quality of life versus quantity. If you have a quantity of life and you're just, just horribly sick and nauseous where you have no quality... Uh, most people probably aren't too excited about that. If I can mm-hmm. have a, a shorter time, but a much higher quality, most people I know, most people I've discussed, including my own father, would choose quality over quantity. We don't want to trade today for the off chance that we might get an extra few days later on down the road. We often find that we've treated people to death, so to speak. Right. So what we want people to do is to to talk, talk to their friends and family, talk to their physicians. You know, this is one of the interesting things. Even though people say that this is incredibly important, 90% report saying that they think that talking about end-of-life care is important, but less than 30% have actually done it. Mm. And that same group, 80% of them said that they would want to talk with their doctor about their wishes for medical treatment when it got towards the end of their life. But of those that were 
actually at that point only 7% had. Mm. So they're not even speaking to their physicians about what's going on. We wouldn't even do that with our car. Yeah. Why would we do right. that, you know, with our lives? That's that just seems very odd to me. Well, so And I remember uh and you were also part of that group, part of that discussion panel. We went down to KCPT. It's been a few years yes. back. But it was fascinating, and this is this is not throwing any doctors under the bus at all. But we had practicing physicians, we had uh, medical students who were going through all of their training and education, and what was really revealed is that most physicians are not really trained or comfortable having that end-of-life discussion, and that's a huge, huge issue. It is, and we're doing more and more in the healthcare industry. For those of us that are already uh, grandfathered, if you will, grandmothered in my case, (laughs) into our our careers, Um, but we're also reaching out to those that are still getting their education, and we're really working to help them prepare to have these difficult discussions. Um, That's interesting. I just spoke to the uh, Oncology Nurse Society about that same topic in the last couple of weeks. We also, along that same lines, know that from the studies, almost 75% of physicians are unaware as to whether or not their patients even have a durable power of attorney or an advanced directive. Mm. And part of that is is the process. We aren't talking, they aren't asking, but they're intake people. When you check in for the appointment yep. or the med assistant that checks you in and gets your blood pressure, they're asking and it's just become a checkbox instead of a conversation. And that's where we really want to make changes. This needs these need to be conversations. Yep, yep, absolutely. And I can, I can uh, vouch for that because in my most recent uh, annual checkup, um, the person checking me in, and it, and it was a check on a box, and, and we didn't discuss it. Um, and and I, I think that's that's pretty normal these days. We're speaking with, and it and it needs to that needs to be abnormal. <laughs> I think the whole point is education, raising awareness, and, and just making this a priority. That's why we're talking about National Healthcare Decisions Day. My special guest and friend Judy Wechter, registered nurse and clinical liaison with Kansas City Hospital in palliative care. If you have a question for Judy or you want to reach out to KC Hospice, great people, fantastic organization, incredible services, 816-363-2600, 816-363-2600 or kchospice.org. And uh, Judy, we'll, uh, we'll continue this discussion right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to a special episode, the 250th episode of Senior Care Live, right here on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, call our toll-free number literally at any time. That's 1-800-331-6445. Again, 1-800-331-6445. 
Back to my friend and special guest today, Judy Wechter, registered nurse in the clinical liaison with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. We're talking about National Healthcare Decision Month. And, uh, Judy, this is just such great information. I can't believe there's only one segment left. So uh, let's make sure that we cover all of our other really super important uh, topics here. Okay. Well, the tools for doing these are basically your, your durable power of attorney for healthcare form or the living will if you really want to go into, into that detail. Living will is typically for someone who's living with a very life limited illness and they want the treatment specific to end of life care. Mm-hmm. DPOA takes care of everything. That's all we're really looking for. Yeah. Just make sure you have conversations so, with that person. So the living will is an extra layer, I guess. Yes. It's, it's probably not necessary though if you're having conversations with your DPOA. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we would like to see people pick a, a healthcare agent, the spokesperson, with some consideration. Not only this does is it, a huge decision, by well, the way. Well, it is. I, I mean, it has to be someone you trust that knows you well, that can advocate for you, and that will honor your wishes. So, if you have a, a lovely spouse, but they're just not going to be able to let you do that, honey, mm-hmm. then you probably need to pick a, a sibling, a cousin, a friend, um, one of your adult children. It, it just really varies because some people do not want this level of responsibility. So you have to be careful. And, of course, they have to be an adult. They have to be at least 18, except in Nebraska. In Nebraska, they have to be 19. Oh. Go big red. I'm okay. not sure why. Yeah, all right. Um, but that is is a little bit different. The other thing is we want to be sure that part of your conversation is about what that what do you value? What what do we need to know about you as your decision maker or as your health care provider? Many people, what they really want is they want to stay home. They want to continue to um, play bunko with their neighbors. They want to keep their pets. They want to continue to go to the grocery store. They want to finish painting their kitchen. They've got certain things they want to be able to do, and it's usually very small focused. It's very um, intimate and personal, if you will. So. We need to make sure that we are helping people get what they want out of whatever time they have left so that they can live as well as they can as long as they can. We don't have to have attorneys. I want to make that clear. These durable power of attorney for health care are legal documents, but they don't require an attorney. In fact, in Kansas, two adult witnesses who are not the actual agent Mm -hmm. is really all that's required. However, in Missouri... They want it notarized. So I would really encourage you to ensure that it's going to be legal and held up in any state, especially an area like this where mm-hmm. we go back and forth across the state line for yep. health care. Get it notarized. You can go to your bank and have it done for free. So the documents are available for free off the website. You can go to the nationalhealthcaredecisionday.org. You can go to the Center for Practical Bioethics and and get Caring Conversations. That's the one that I use for education and training. You can print them off for free. Just fill out the form, name your agent, take it to the bank, get it notarized, talk to your loved ones, even use this as an opening. Hey, I just found out this was National Healthcare Decisions Day. And, you know, it really got me thinking. And I wanted to take this opportunity to talk to you about it because, you know, if I were ever in a situation where I couldn't speak for myself, I don't want to end up like, and they can name someone, a yeah. relative with Alzheimer's, a family member that was in the hospital with heart disease that ended up, you know, weeks on the, a ventilator or feeding tubes, defibrillators. And 
really had an unpleasant end of life. Um, we don't want people to be in that situation. So encourage people to have these conversations. Talk to your doctor. Ask, you know, how is this going to look in the next few years? What can I expect? And we don't, again, like the ventilator with my dad, in the beginning, ventilator was fine. It yep. made sense. Later on, you know, it's not appropriate anymore. It did anymore. not make sense. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But it took your relationship and discussion to understand that. Uh, and then you could speak for him on his behalf. One of the things I love, one of the many things I love about the uh, Caring Conversations uh, toolkit, really, is mm-hmm. that it has conversational starters. Oh, yes. Uh, well, you know, I've been thinking about and and and, and it's very timely right now. So uh, where do you get that? Go out to, this is for the, the Center for Practical Bioethics right here in Kansas City. Their website is Practical Bioethics, it's spelled exactly how it sounds, practicalbioethics.org, and then you can download the Caring Conversations Toolkit. It's got all the forums and instructions there, conversation starters, mm-hmm. etc. And then uh, National Healthcare Decisions Day, it's nhdd.org, nhdd. Dot org and they also have some forms there as well. Yes, they have a lot there. In fact, it, if you're having trouble with it, just reach out and call me. Or if you want someone to work with you, there are toolkits available that allow us to do all kinds of community education. We come out to businesses and do this for your employees and their families. Um, just call us. We'll so, help you. So you you personally will go out and do presentations uh, oh, sure. around this subject and, and, and many others. Uh, so So look... Take Judy up on her very generous offer. Reach out to Judy Wechter with Kansas City Hospice, 816-363-2600, 816-363-2600. I've been to a lot of presentations that Judy uh, will uh, lead, and uh, she does an amazing job. You, you really, I'm not making you, Thank trying you. to make you blush, but I mean, you really, yeah, you're, you're a fantastic you. presenter, uh, and you that. have people laughing, you have people thinking. I mean, it's just really, really an event. So be sure to reach out to Judy Wechter again with Kansas City Hospice, 816-363-2600, and, uh, and ask if uh, Judy can come out and speak to your group. Uh, you, will enjoy it immensely. Judy, thanks so much for being here today. Uh, again, helping celebrate that uh, 250th Congratulations. episode. Congratulations. All right. And so just wanted to go through a, a few thank yous here. Uh, just uh, w- want to thank, again, just thanks again to my friend and special guest, Judy Wechter. She is amazing. Uh, Judy, thanks for being here today. And then uh, several people here at uh, at Intercom, Kansas City, and KMBZ uh, Talk 980. Uh, Rich Deutsch, uh, just a tremendous support from Rich, John Stoffer. Our producer extraordinaire, JP. I, now he is blushing, but uh, JP does a fantastic uh, job uh, making, helping me sound better than I really do. Uh, Mark Groves, he's awesome. Ron Moore, just a tremendous team here. Thanks guys so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks to our listeners. Uh, w- without you, I, we're, we're not here. This, this program is growing. Uh, it's, it's very popular. Many people listen to it every single week and I'm humbled and honored by that. Uh, thanks to my family and all my friends for supporting me along the way. You're going to do what? You're going to start a radio show? Wow. Do you know how to do that? Uh, 
Well, no, but I'm, I'm going to figure it out. So I think we got to figure it out by now. So thanks, everyone, for your support. Thanks be to God without him. Uh, Nothing happens. With God, all things are possible. Thanks to our partner sponsors, Mr. Remodeler, Golden Heart Senior Care, the Neptune Society, and Josh Buffum with Community First National Bank. We have awesome partner sponsors. You hear from them regularly, and they're all just fantastic people. I've personally hand-selected them and strongly endorse them. So be sure to reach out uh, to all of our partner sponsors if you need the services they offer. All right, I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. I'll see you next week for number 251 right here on Senior Care Live. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.